Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome, folks. It's Thursday, and that means it's time again for another exciting episode of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, episode 146? Seven. Seven. I was (laughs) missed it by one. We went back a week. Uh, We are joined in studio by first-timer and special guest... Jason Buck. And as always... Andy Brant-Bernard. Sidekick Mike Gelfan. And referred to in my youth as Young Buck... (laughs) But it might not be related to you. I don't think so. You don't think so? Yeah, yeah. Tom's <laughs> broadcasting from Montana, in case anybody's <laughs> wondering. Hey, start talking for me, will you? Okay, I will. So um, what do we do? So what I think I'll do today is I'll head down toward the... That's exactly what it sounded like. Uh, what a how can world you do... I live in. There's an old uh, fire sign theater line that when it says, how can you be in two places at once when you're really nowhere at all? <laughs> <laughs> I love that show, by the way. It was awesome. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Uh, as is the. Oh God, I can't even think. It's because you combed your hair. I, told I know you it's, it's, it's messed you up my all brain. All the insides going. Why are we all orderly looking? <laughs> this is weird. Are rearranged. It's, it's a, a tradition of uh, car selling secrets when we have a guest in for the first time that they tell the story of their very first automobile. So, Jason Buck, who is our newly minted uh, general manager at our Coon Rapids Nissan store. You, sir, are up. Perfect. Yeah, my uh, quit the car voyage uh, throughout my my youngster career. I uh, started with a 1991 Geo Prism. Um, had that for it was 800 bucks. Had that for 
about, uh, I don't know, eight months, and then the transmission just fell out of it. Uh, moved my way to a 1990 Passat. Uh, then the engine dropped out of that. Yeah, you went from bad to worse, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you know, and I never crashed a car, which I'm actually pretty proud of. But well, they, I mean, just they didn't, mechanically run, they didn't fail. run long yeah. enough, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh! I <laughs> uh, went from that to a 88 Camaro, uh, and then from that to a uh, 1991 Subaru Legacy, and then that was my that was my my stint before I went off to the military. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so those that don't know, the Prism was the uh, cousin of the Toyota Corolla. Uh, Toyota and uh, Chevrolet mm-hmm. had a partnership program, uh, a program for a number of years, and the Geo was the nameplate for the uh, to- Toyota products, and they built them side-by-side side in Numi, which is a huge assembly plant in California. Now, the reason that I'm boring people to death <laughs> with all this minutia is this. Corollas were still worth 15% more than the identical vehicle yep. that said Geo in it because it said Toyota. Really? It's the weirdest thing. They built them in the same plant, same yeah. robots, exactly. same guys. Yep. One, they'd slap the Geo sticker on the butt, and the other one would say yeah, Toyota. That's how it is. It just, it was so weird to me. And the and the prisms, other than Jason's, which yeah. sounds like yeah, a I, shit pile I, I, is the technical yeah. term, uh, were generally a really good buy because they were, you know, the Toyota Corolla is, I believe it's the largest nameplate in the world. There's more Corolla sold than anything else all over the oh, world. Huh. And the Geo is a great car. They're kind of the sensible shoes of the automobile world. Mm-hmm. I mean, although, uh, in fairness to Toyota, they've just uh, released a twin-turbo, supercharged, 320-horsepower, all-wheel drive Corolla. I don't think the librarians are signing up for that <laughs> model. They're going no. with the LE if they want to get that fancy cruise control. So. I did not. Re- I don't know much about you. Uh, I didn't realize you were in the military. Who? When did you serve? And which branch? And all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah, I joined the uh, the army in 2009. Uh, enlisted. I uh, did four years active as EOD and explosive ordnance disposal. The fancy term for bomb squad. Uh, did a year in Afghanistan. Deployed out there. Uh, left Thanksgiving Day 2010 and got back Thanksgiving 2011. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty pretty wild experience for sure. It's so interesting because one of the guys that works for me at Fuse uh, was in the mm-hmm. Air Force and did exactly what you oh, did sure. in Afghanistan mm-hmm. probably three years later. It's a cool job. It's uh, Yeah, bomb well, disposal. Like, pre- <laughs> life is too boring. I'm going to try not to get blown up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's cool in the sense, you know, at the airport, you go to a, a cross, uh, all branches go to a school in Florida. So you actually go to school for about eight months together, um, and you work all all in ones. So it's you're called you're, the Don't Trip Academy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah you know, uh, uh, an initial success or total failure is the saying of, of EOD, which yeah. checks out, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you get to wear that cool suit with all the padding and the armor. And, yeah, it's know. actually pretty not cool. It's very no, hot. It's very <laughs> hot. Yeah, there you go. Especially uh, in Afghanistan, yeah. where it's not cool in the during the day there is a fan inside a lot of people don't know it's got little remotes in here for so it breathes a little bit oh, but suffocate otherwise yeah but it fogs up when you're when you're a little more nervous turns out mm. so do you guys ever get drunk and have like sumo wrestling contests with those things i can either confirm nor deny <laughs> i knew it i knew it <laughs> <laughs> i suppose you can move that. enough to do sumo wrestling in those i know i have a video somewhere of we were doing a, a new uh 
new guy joined the, the crew, and we did a drop kick test, so he stood there in the bomb suit, and one of our vets came up and just laid into him, and it, it knocked him back for a little bit, so that was a good one. You got to test, make sure you got to test the bomb suit, make sure it's not broken. Well, that's right. So. It's like the parachute, you want to fold your you own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't let the new guy do yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like, right <laughs> then left. I, sorry. Yeah. So you got back, and then I, what was the journey to getting into the automobile business? Yeah, uh, in b- between when I graduated high school um, to joining the military, I had about a six-month stint. Um, I needed something to do, so I kind of stumbled into a Toyota dealership up in St. Cloud, worked in the parts department uh, there for a little bit. Um, so once I got out of the military, I cooked downtown Minneapolis at the former bachelor farmer for a couple of years. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, love that place. Rest in peace. COVID took him down. Yeah. But uh, so after I left the cooking business, I kind of just stumbled back in. I remember the automotive business being pretty cool, and I applied to a handful. Walls was the only place to call me back, and I think it was eight years ago. So Yeah, who'd want to hire a vet? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) People are terrible. They show up on time and they're respectful and know how to work in teams. It's never going to be a terrible strategy. You know, we're on fire this week on this show, you know. Having him on today. Yesterday, Jen Salvati was on from the Veterans Airlift Command. Mm-hmm. Uh, these Keeping people theme, unbelievable yeah. what these people do. Mm-hmm. Every people around the United States donate their time, their private jets, whatever we can do, we'll pay for it. It's uh, the job that Jen does. Is unbelievable. Great stories. Yeah. So, what does he? Do, what does it do? <clears throat> Let's say, well, an example would be my father-in-law who just passed away, of course, a short oh, time that's ago. that's right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he was living in Arizona, Arizona yeah. and his wife died, so he wanted to come back here. But being 94 years old at the time, I was like, <laughs> what are you going to do, hop in the uh, Toyota? <laughs> so well, he probably wouldn't even have been able to get on a commercial jet. No way. No, no yeah. way. So Catherine did a bunch of research and found Veterans Airlift Command, talked to Jen Salvati. I'm out at the Flying Cloud Airport. Yep. So this is a couple of years ago now. Out at the Flying Cloud Airport. And one of the most beautiful private jets I've ever seen <laughs> comes right over our heads. I'm like, holy crap. Not one dime. The, the pilot, the owner of the plane, paid for everything. Wow. Unbelievable. That's cool. Yeah. But it, hey, vets deserve it, obviously. So Andy's grandfather, who just passed away two weeks ago, Yep. Served in World War II and at 16 or 17 was liberating mm-hmm. uh, death camps. camps. Incredible. Yeah. And made it to, was he 94? Six. 96. Six. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. 96 old. years old. Yeah. yeah, he got deployed to North Africa and then they went over to Germany. He got hit by a shell, went to France to get treated, and then went back home. Hmm. Yeah. So it's an interesting, you know, like interesting 17... teenager years. Yeah. Mike, how would you like to be 17 years old wandering through death camps? That'd be a thrill, huh? Well, when I was, oh. seven, when I was 17, I was dealing with my family. <laughs> oh, God. That's, okay, a, you know. that's a death of the soul, not of the body. Though. You know, you know I, I, I probably wouldn't have said that, but last night I took your recommendation and I watched the movie Lonesome Jim. I love that movie. Oh, it's a very good movie. Isn't it? Yeah. Those two together, Casey oh. Affleck and, uh, and Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. And she's she's really good, and she she doesn't get much to work with in that in that no, movie. No, that's true. But you know she she can just sort of have a little wan smile, and just turn the scene You're upside right. down. Casey Affleck is plays a guy who who moves from somewhere and he die in uh, Indiana. New York. Yeah, I know. And yeah. goes to gosh in Indiana. 
Yeah. Goshen, Indiana. That's exactly right. Goshen, yeah. He moves to New York to become a writer. Well, the first time you see him, he's a dog walker, so (laughs) apparently it's not going too well. So he moves back, and his brother's the coach of the basketball team, the high school basketball team, and a complete moron. Yeah. And so he's leaning up against the wall, and he's all depressed because he failed as an actor, and he failed. He doesn't want to be back in Indiana. And his brother starts yammering to him in the hallway, and he all of a sudden just looks down, and he all of a sudden goes, you're a goddamn disaster. <laughs> and his, and his, his brother winds up in a coma. Yes, he ends up in a coma. I don't need to go into that, but, oh, but uh, he's, he's, one of the great lines in the movie is, is he says, you know, I, I, came back, I came back home to have a nervous breakdown, but that son of a bitch beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, so many, well, I'll just do one more, Mike, and then yeah. I want you to take it back. So he meets Liv Tyler. He's very, they're in, you know, get involved and all the rest of it. So they go back to his house, and up in his room, he's got pictures. And every picture is this very depressed-looking. I mean, who was on there? Were these famous pictures of famous people. Ernest Hemingway. Hemingway was right was, in the middle. He was, was right the epicenter. Yeah, he was right in the middle. Sigmund Freud. He's, Sigmund Freud. Very depressed-looking people. Yeah. The next time she comes in, or he comes in his room, they all have big smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mike, I'm so glad you... That is one of my favorite movies. Nobody's ever heard of that movie. I was trying... You mentioned that a week or two ago, and I didn't write it down, which I was just doing. I was texting myself, because we are in the winter... I gotta watch a movie, or I'm gonna go crazy. You gotta see it. Season. You gotta see it. It's phenomenal. And, it's and you know, I, I worried. I, I recommended it to a friend, and I, I started to worry. Like, I, I hope I hope it doesn't trigger him. You know. Can we all make sure we can turn our ringers up to full volume? Well, look who it is. <laughs> oh, Brittany, going stirring the pot. Oh Tell her no. We're busy. I didn't answer it. I'm surprised you need a phone with her. Just true. open the window. Hey, Tom, how you doing? The woman has the loudest voice in anybody on the planet. We should call Brittany and have her on here. Do you have her number, Andy? Uh, I think Yeah, so. call her yeah, up. Give her a buzz. We can Let's do some vet talk. be wonderful. Oh, yeah. Well, she's a veteran, too. I know she is. Yeah, she's she's a, a medic in uh, Iraq, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did she bring a dog back with her? I know she had a she dog She collects over dogs there. like yeah, people think, collect uh, yeah, microbes. Dogs, cats, yeah. doesn't matter. Oh, she's yeah. I think she's got one of her dogs over she's there. She's the best. Yeah, we gotta. If you can, well, yeah, just give her a quick buck. Yep, I, I do have a number. Okay, yeah, call and ask her if she'll be on because that'd be great. Yeah, I love Brittany. Well, I can ask her. You're I'm gonna, gonna probably turn your headphones down. I think I'm gonna be working with her again soon. Really? I think so. Oh, that's good. That's great. You too, by the way. Oh, that's, that's not so great, too. but Brittany is. Yeah, that's not the greatest <laughs> news I've ever heard. Tom, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. No, Brittany. I mean, she's she's just a magnet for joy. She's just yeah. a wonderful person. Yeah. Oh no, wait a minute. She didn't hear that, did she? I Damn she, it. I think she may have. Oh no. <laughs> Brittany was not talking about you. I was talking about every other woman but you. Every other woman but me. It sounds like the story of my life. Yeah, it's true. No, I, I, but we think, but I, I couldn't answer your phone because I was on a show. I don't know if you've ever heard I do a show or two. It's a podcast. We call it Car Selling Secrets, sponsored by Walzer Automotive oh Group. God. Thanks a lot, Walzer Brett. Brett. <laughs> Oh, my God, I feel like I got a toothache all of a sudden when I heard your voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mike Gelfand's here, too, oh. by the way, Britt. Brit. Mike's there? Oh, my, oh my God. I'm not, I'm not talking to Brittany. <laughs> what? I mean, I haven't, I haven't oh heard God. from her in months. Yeah. What the hell, okay, Brittany, just because you had a baby? Yeah. She has a baby, and me, she just, like, me. doesn't have time for me. Me and Manda try to set up a lunch with you. 
Ooh, Ooh shots when, fired. When was that? <laughs> Oh. lunch with you on Monday. Oh, all right. Well, I don't know. You have a new baby, so what you think is not that long ago could be nine months. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Aw, there's my only, they're my only ally, Andy. Aww. <laughs> my <laughs> only ally, yes. Well, I also have a new baby, so I know exactly yep, how it goes. Yep, he does. I know. It's been a year old. already. Let's be honest, though. You're the only nice one there, so. Oh! oh well. Wow. well, Jason Buck, you don't like Jason either? I don't think she knew he was there. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't think she knows who he is. Our guest is our general manager from our Coon Rapids Nissan store, and he was just relating his military experience in Afghanistan. So maybe you'd like to take a Wait. shot at him as well. I, have no, I need to know his MOS first before I have any allies there. Who would you hear that, Brittany? That, oh, okay. All right, we're cool. All right, we're cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. Nope, you're pretty neat. Nice. So, Brittany... How's Thomasina yeah. doing? Uh, she's doing well. She uh, had her first cold, and it was personally hell for me. I hated it. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But now she's doing a lot better. I brought her uh, to nursing school the other day, and every girl lost their mind over her. Oh, God, so, yeah. She's doing well. <laughs> That's wonderful. She's cute as all heck. We, uh, she's got two names. She's got her other name. I don't even know what that is. But then whenever Brittany's talking to me about her, her name is Thomasina. Of course, that's a beautiful name for a girl. It really is for a girl. It's Thank you. Little, Thank you. little it's Tommy. A, it's that a could be your name. Yeah, it's a, it's a family name. What can I say? Yeah, no question about it. I, I, don't you just love being a mother, though? It's probably literally the best thing I've ever done in my life. I'm obsessed with her. And, like, I was talking to Justin about it. And I was like, has anything ever came close to making us this happy? I was like, no, nothing. It's insane. So oh, did, did your mother just wine. move in with you finally? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm actually going to make her sign a contract that if we decide to have another one, yeah. that that, I'm going to break both her legs and that bitch is mine. Like, I cannot <laughs> imagine having a child without her. <laughs> well, and don't pick on your, I love your mother. Don't mess with your mother. I don't, trust me, I love her. That's why I don't want her to do anything else. Oh, I see. I know okay. how they say, like, you re-fall in love with your husband, they say. They say you, you fall in love with your husband in different ways. I have fallen in love with my mom in 700 different ways. She is so helpful and amazing. And, like, I can't even describe it. Like, oh, my God, beyond. Well, she's been pressuring you to have a baby since you were, what, 11? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, but I was, when I was she used to tell me, you know, if you got pregnant, it wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Which so much. Which trailer court did you grow up in? <laughs> right? Oh, like, <laughs> kind of negative. You know what, Brittany, you reminded me of, and, you know, this is 36 years ago now, but I can get a little involved, if you know what I'm saying. Catherine still loves to tell the story when I found out that we're going to have a baby. Andy's, you know, the only decent person here, as you said. Uh, but we're going to have a baby. And Catherine said, as it got closer and closer and closer, I didn't even want to come home anymore because you were so wound up about protecting the baby, whether it was a boy, a girl, didn't matter. Um, uh, she said, as it got closer, I would come home one time and there'd be like, 
uh, claymores in the front yard. <laughs> then you had razor wire around all the windows. <laughs> she said you turned it into a fortress so nobody could get at your baby. It's funny you mention that because I was I was a wreck when my son oh, was born, God, it was and terrible. we had a really low uh, fireplace bricks oh, around. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. maybe eleven inches off the ground. So I went and bought this styrofoam and duct taped it around yeah. there because I was convinced that I was going to come on and the kid was going to die. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, of course. Well, what you learn about toddlers is they really are built to take a, take a blow. I mean, they yeah. can fall down a flight falls of stairs. over a hundred times a day. Yeah. He loves to fall over. Well, we got some of that uh, stuff to put over the corners of, like, you know, the... Um, the furniture and stuff. Yeah. So when oh, he hits yeah. his head, the first thing he does is go over to it and bite it off. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so that didn't do a whole lot. And wash it down with some willite. <laughs> he just, yeah, just, there you go. He just chewed it right off. Yeah. Honest to God. And it wasn't really just... until I, my son was two that I, I had some friends over and I was talking about all this, just this terrible fear. And my buddy who had a couple of kids older than mine said, Doug, you do know that every parent feels that way when their kids are really little. I'm like, I thought it was the only one. I thought it was special. <laughs> they go as far as you and I do. Though. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, I, the thing I'm about thinking, it is. You know, I'm thinking of giving up that, that attitude pretty soon. They're going one of these days. <laughs> yeah, but not, they're not ready yet. No, they're not, right. they're not old enough. No. Mm-mm. You're not ready for a master's degree. You can get a paper cut. <laughs> The one thing about that, Brittany, I do have to ask you because Andy's sitting right here across the table and all the rest of it. And not, it's not that he was a boy because, you know, obviously Alex was the same way. But did you know until you held your baby how much you could love a human being? So I, it could have been the hormones or it could have just been in general. Just my, I'm a little bit of an emotional person. No. no. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not at all. So I was in... It, um, we had to be there for a little bit longer because uh, her blood sugar was down, and, and my mom came and stayed with us one night um, at the hospital. And I ended up holding her at, like, you know, I don't know, it's like 2 a.m., and I just started bawling so hard. Oh, yeah. And I first started thinking about how, you know, Tom used to always do this on air, and I, like, I, you know, I understood, but I didn't really understand that, like, think about yourself as a baby and like your mom holding you like like loving you this much yeah and then i started falling because i go mom you're never gonna meet her kid <laughs> you know like i have baby late and my mom's like it's fine we're fine and i was like oh what about her grandkids will i meet her grandkids and my mom's like oh, down. so that's yeah, why we love you I'm a Brittany. Little in love. that's why I'm we love you mom. because you're you that's all we have to say yeah, it was a, a little. I was a little obsessed. That's for sure. Well, when are you gonna come in studio again, you pill? I, I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know every Thursday you guys were having this giant party of people I like. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You mean even Andy? Even me. I'd love to have you on, Brit- Brittany. I'll reach out to you on Facebook oh. and maybe we can get you in here. That would Our be awesome. Our secret special yeah. guest, Brittany. Well, Joe says they miss her on KQ, so they can. Get their fix here. No doubt about it. Oh, my God. Am I on air? I'm not on air right now. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. I called my mom the B word. <laughs> yes, you did. Nobody uh, listens to Tom's podcast. Yeah. You know. There's little listeners here. That, that's the drop. That's the drop we'll be playing at 5 o'clock. <laughs> that's right. My mom's a bitch. My mom's a bitch. Well, so, Brittany, what did you think? We were just sitting here with microphones talking to each other? <laughs> exactly. I know. I thought Tom was going back. I don't know. You guys. No. I've been out of it for a while. 
That's God. true. No, Cumulus makes Tom That's... take radio lessons once a week. So yeah, we, we this practice. Is exactly this is practice. Right. Hitting oh, the drop, all that oh, kind of cool radio stuff. Oh, <laughs> well, luckily I'll never run for Congress, so it's fine. You don't know that. Well, I'm going to reach out to you soon. I want to talk to you about some, some stuff coming up in the future. All right. I love you all. Love you too, Great sister. Great to talk Thank to you. you. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great. Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. We better not ad-lib. All right, we won't ad-lib. Never mind. People will... Well, you're not that good at it. Oh, yes, that's true. You know, we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Jason, now have you, you've never met Brittany? Nope. She's about six feet tall. No. <laughs> oh, she's got to be close. She's tall. She's, she's probably 5'10", 5'11". Five, five, I was going to say. Oh, well, eight. you know. <laughs> she's an inch shorter. <laughs> yeah, old way Stop inches. correcting me. Yeah. <laughs> Very pretty woman. Sounds just like a sweetheart, and she is a sweetheart, but I don't know that I'd want to fight her. No. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Stay on her good side. Yeah. 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 I think she did a pretty good, uh, she paid a lot of attention when she was in the Army. For sure, yeah. yeah. She was a, a, yeah, she took was a combat dogs. medic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think when you have that for a job, you're pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, the, the Although first... it's odd that she would burst into tears thinking about not meeting her great-grandchildren. <laughs> well, she used to burst into tears all the time. Yeah, that's true. She you know, did. The first time I met Brittany, uh, it was at the uh, VF. W Club. Oh, sure. On, uh, on um, right, right off Lake Street. She called the meat on, on raffle. Or? You know, well, that's, that's a great VFW. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, that. yeah. 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 And the, the, yeah. We, we're all there. We were all there on. Uh, it was uh, it was karaoke night. Oh God. Yeah. And and a little. You do tra- karaoke? Oh well, yeah. They used to at least uh, once a oh, week. No, he said you, not they. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So well, I, <laughs> let's just not talk about that. What I what I do is is all night long. People say, "Well, when are you gonna get up there? When are you gonna get up there?" 
And I say, oh, yeah, yeah, I got a couple of Righteous Brothers tunes I'm going to do. So I just, love it. I just have to drink more. And then eventually they forget all about it. <laughs> well, you're Bill Medley. You yeah. and Bill Medley sound exactly the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. Close well, that's... your eyes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> your girlfriend up out. I love that. It was that. So that's when I first met Brittany. And she was. Oh, at VFW? VFW Club. She was drinking illegally. No, not Brittany. <laughs> she was not of age. And all, all the women, well, actually, everyone in her family pretty much looks the same. Yeah. They're all really good looking. Oh, very pretty. And uh, so uh, she, I had just been talking to, uh, to her sister. Lindsay, mm-hmm. and so um, she comes over to me, and uh, she started talking to me, and, and she said, uh, the first thing she said was, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm not the one you were just talking to, because they look so much alike. Because they look so much alike, yeah. yeah, that's true. And, and, of course, the great thing about it is she could always use Lindsay's uh, ID to get into uh, bars. Because she was older. Yeah, because yeah, she was older. <clears throat> yeah. Not a lot of 19-year-olds want to sneak into a VFW. I mean, let's face it. That's, well, that's, that, that that's a good one, though. That VFW club, that very eclectic uh, very eclectic clientele there. I've been hanging out at one on Sundays the last few months in uh, Bloomington because a friend of mine is running an open stage blues jam in there. Whoever the command, actually met the commander, I just his name escapes me, but they've turned it into a pretty good uh, music venue for the South Metro. Oh, that's and cool. it's the one-off, uh, I can never remember the guy's name. It's like Lindale behind the Cub Food. You would recognize it because as you pull up, there's a, uh, a Huey helicopter right in front of the VFW. That'll like, do yeah, it. This is kind of cool. Yeah, that'll do it. I think it. it's Everett. Ah, yeah, I can't remember the, the last name of the guy, but it, it's, it's interesting. But, yeah, I don't see a lot of 19-year-olds in there. <laughs> no, no, probably not. Well, and the, the great thing about this particular VFW is, I mean, they do big business. They used to anyway. This is yeah, before yeah. COVID, so I yeah. don't know what's going on That's now. True. But um, at, uh, at about at about, uh, at about 1.30 in the morning, you know, they're open until 2, or they were anyway. Um, the uh, a very large woman, very large woman who kind of runs the show there, mm-hmm. uh, uh, comes up to the microphone, and there's sort of a somber moment, and uh, then she sings "God Bless America." Oh, see. And then she tells people to get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> get out. You know, the, I you just gave me a great memory. Yeah. The exact place you're talking about. This is God thirty some years ago. Maybe longer than that. I go in there. This very disheveled-looking older fellow's in there. He's at the bar. And every time he orders a beer, they bring him a pitcher. But he doesn't have a glass. He just has a pitcher, <laughs> right? And the so other, he's, a, he's uh, environmentally friendly. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing. So they would bring him a pitcher of beer. And I was there for a while, so there were a few pitchers of beer. But every time they brought him a pitcher of beer, he would put his hands around it. Like left hand, right hand, put it around the thing. Mm-hmm. So I just thought he was going to tip it up and start drinking it, right? No, no. Before he started drinking it, he made the sign of the cross with the beer, <laughs> with, with the, the beer pitcher. Does the sign of the cross with the beer? He blessed himself. Mm-hmm. It just I, like just like uh, your modern uh, baseball player. Yeah, there you go. Comes up exactly. to the plate, does the sign of the cross. It's actually between every pitch now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is between. It, you're right. But it won't be next year. No, that's right. So oh, they cut. They made him stop. Next year, they're not gonna. They're gonna just cut out all that crap, 
and give you know you got like eight seconds to get in the batter's box next oh, year. Great. Which means uh, that I, is and good. I, and I, but I worry. I worry about the uh, the uh, the American League batting champ. Yeah, arise. Please arise, because uh, what he likes to do is he swings, falls the ball back, staggers backward. Does a dramatic, <laughs> does. does a dramatic three step. <laughs> then after he does that, he takes a walk, does a three sixty around home plate. Yep. Then he starts to get into the batter's box while holding up his uh, holding his hand in, uh, into the stop sign at the umpire. I'm not ready yet, yeah, oh, right? God. And and then finally he nods. He's ready. None of that next year. None of it. You can't do it next no, year. No, next next year as he pu- puts his hand up to the umpire to tell him he's not ready, <laughs> the umpire will be saying strike three. <laughs> there you go. You're out. That's an automatic strike. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, that's, that's what they do. Yeah, they're well, they're trying to speak, and they're not. Let, they're not going to let the pitchers spend fifteen minutes doing no, the same. No, they just got fifteen seconds. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, grabbing the resin bag, walk around. Look, oh, it's just, yeah. Well, you notice all these pitchers that come up and you know they have a kind of like a St. Paul shuttle, where they yeah. just bring guys up and take them down. But yep. you always know which guys were just in St. Paul because the rules are different. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because the guys, the guys who come in from St. Paul, the Catcher throws the ball to them, and then they pitch it. Mm-hmm. Very refreshing. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, you know, now you made me think about that guy again, now that I thought about that guy. I'm pretty sure he saw some things I'd never uh, want to see. Well, yeah, yes, I'm chance. sure. <laughs> God. He just had that. You know how you, you see that feeling? You can just see. A thousand-yard stare? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's what it is. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what's that like? I mean, what, where did you go in your your career as a? Uh... I went to uh, Paradise in America, Fort Polk, Louisiana. Just oh, okay. it's the worst place on earth. Uh, so you're not <laughs> you're not entitled to compensation. <laughs> oh, oh, no Lejeune. Well, that's Marines anyway. Right, right. right. Lejeune is all Marine. I think my brother Terry was there actually. I went to uh, yes. Yeah, so school was about a year. Uh, it was a combination of. Uh, Alabama for a couple months for Army, and then Florida specifically for all the branches. And oh, I went yeah. to test it out of that, um, which was brutal. You know, when you sign up for the job, 18 years old, they don't tell you about all the, the ins and outs of it. You get to boot, to boot camp, they're telling you you're doing these pre-tests, and, you know, there's actually the highest fail, uh, highest attrition rate out of any school in the military. It's an 80% failure rate for that school. And if you fail, you go to the needs of the military, which is artillery or infantry. So I'm like, okay, that's a little, uh, little boost to, to pass through this thing. But uh, you go through that. There's uh, uh, 42 tests to take. Um, you take yeah, take all those half half practical, half uh, written, and then uh, once you get through that, you get stationed. I went to Fort Polk. Um, was there for about seven months. We got deployed to Afghanistan. I was there for a year. Um, and then once I got back, it was uh, at about a year left, and then I was I was done. So I got out after that. How yeah. often? Do you have to pick the red wire or the blue wire? You know, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's so funny. Go. The colors are so. Uh, I, I get that a lot. You know, uh, the colors are so arbitrary. It's, it's you just gotta find the power source. There's always a, there's something something powering the igniter. You just gotta get rid of that, and it can be whatever color it wants. Usually, it's bare copper is the most common. Wouldn't they just make them all the same color? So. Usually, it's like yeah, either black coating or mm-hmm. it's like just your typical speaker wire. Like this is yeah, give me flashbacks looking at this stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but that's the most common. Is uh, we're gonna they're gonna buy the cheapest wire they can. They're not gonna yeah, buy this like it. special yeah. not going multicolored to... <laughs> rainbow wire, so it looks all cool. Yeah, they didn't go to Micro Center uh-huh. and ask them for advice. No, yep. exactly. There's a Family Guy episode where 
Stewie is playing Osama bin Laden, and he's dead, oh my God. dead panning in a cave, <laughs> just making videos and messing with people. And then some people show up, and he goes, Mustafa, where were you yesterday? You called in sick. You're a suicide bomber. What's the point? <laughs> it was really pretty funny. That is a great line, actually. Oh, What's the point? You're going to kill yourself that, anyway. That show is super uneven, but when it's funny, oh, it's, it's really, yeah. really funny. Yeah, it used to be a lot better, I would say. I haven't watched yeah. it probably I haven't in watched six it, years. Yeah, it's been ages. That's unfortunate. The show is name-dropping. Fork Poke L.A. is called Little Vietnam. That is correct. Fort Leonard Wood is called Little Korea. Fort Benning is called the Asshole of the Military. I don't know what kind of hobbies you have. to the show. Are there any good forts? Are there any, like, you know, Sunshine Fort? You know, right. Right. No. Fort Butterfly. <laughs> no. None you want to go to? It's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, The, you, the Disney you, World of the military. Air Force is the Disney. If you want something well, nice, oh, you go to the Air Force. Well, that's true. Yeah. The Air Force. They got to the wear ones. glasses, so I'll never be in. Yeah. I'm also the... old. <laughs> so and old. scared of heights. Other than those three things. Uh, otherwise, that'd be good. In a plane, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like, it's so high up that it's like you don't have any control over it. So it's like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm the same way. If I I'm actually, going down, it's what can you do at that point? Yeah. I, but bridges and stuff. No thanks. Yeah. I don't like fan. going three rungs up on a ladder. <laughs> wow. Not a fan. No. I don't know what it is. Even three rungs? Yeah. No, I, I hate didn't it. Know that? Yeah. I had no idea that was the case. Absolutely hate it. Oh, Fort Jackson is apparently called Camp Disneyland. So there you go. <laughs> no, I, we went, got I wasn't too far off. I went there for a basic training, and it didn't seem like Disneyland at the time. You think it might be maybe, an ironic maybe, name? Maybe, maybe, yeah. It's an ironic No label. free rides, apparently. <laughs> no. no question. No, what Ballpark, how old are you, Jason? 32. He's and a what? guy. He'll tell you exactly yeah. how old he is. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying, so what? at this point, a lot of guys your age don't go in the military. Yeah, I, I admittedly I don't. There is a cutoff at some point. You're not allowed to. Um, thirty-five. Yeah. Is it thirty-five? Thirty-five okay. is the oldest you can go, and I think it's army. Yeah. I think. I think yeah, th- tell that to those ninety-year-olds in in Russia that are getting conscripted. A little to, different over there. Yeah, a little different story. Yeah, but I'm assuming you're li- limited to what you know MOS you're allowed to go into. I don't know if you're that too. Like capped. Air Force is like some. It's like twenty-seven or something is the cutoff. For, it's yeah. very low. Oh, is it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to have really, really good <laughs> reflexes to be uh, like a fighter jet pilot. Oh, yeah. Did you always want to be in the service at the time you were a little boy? No, it's funny. I, uh, I military family. My uh, mom and dad met in the Navy. Um, oh, okay. They were stationed in Naples when I was born, so I always got... You know, I was born in Italy. I was as a toddler. I was. You don't look con- Italian. I was convinced I was Italian. I would, you know, have these crying fits to my mom saying I'm Italian. So you're not Italian. When but, you're a kid, you think where you're born. It's like <laughs> yeah, it yeah, defines like, I, you. Yeah. Yeah. You're Italian yeah, yeah. because you were born in Italy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Marinara in these veins. Well, you, know, <laughs> you notice that he's constantly gesticulating. Yeah, that's he true. Is. <laughs> For a Minnesota. What are you talking about? Yeah. 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 Can't you hear my accent? Oh, God. Uh, but no, I, uh, I grew up uh, my whole life convinced I wasn't going to join the military. Oh, okay. uh, my brother uh, went to Air Force and went down to his graduation, and I saw the ceremony, and I was like, God damn, I got so sentimental. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing it. So I, uh, that kind of inspired me to get into it. Um, I can't swim, so I didn't go in the Navy like my parents. I did let there them give go. me the pitch at least. Uh, Air Force, they hit their quota day one of the month. So they weren't even in the office. Marines weren't an option, and I let I joined the Army. So, so I, went to I thought Italians could swim. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The ocean's right there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how long did you live in Naples? 
the first two years of my life. Oh, so, so you don't even remember. Don't remember it. Don't remember it all. No. No. I see that. Well, that's too bad. It's a bummer. I, yeah. I've never been in southern. I've been in northern Italy. Never been in southern Italy. Sure. But I heard it's gorgeous. That's so have I. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I'd love to go back one day. It'd be great. I got to get there one yeah. of these days. No doubt about it. Mm. I'll have nothing to do in about another uh, four weeks. Like, sure. Wander over there. <laughs> That'll be good. Nothing to do. What? Liar. Lies. You're lying through your teeth. You're not done working. How many shows are you going to be doing in uh, in four weeks? Mm. Uh, two or three. Yeah. I'll good. be doing a few simultaneously. Yes, yeah, so I just I'm going to move all around the table, right. from chair to chair to chair to chair. It'll be unbelievable. This morning in Tokyo. What Mike is talking about is basically. I said to Catherine about a month ago. You know what? Maybe I will just give it up and just hang around the house. She goes, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. We won't be giving it up and hanging around the house. No, That's not gonna happen. Not when mommy's here. Can you imagine how nuts I would drive somebody if I had nothing to yes, do? Yes, we all can, actually. <laughs> we we all love that. you and we all imagine that would be horrible. Well, I know I know who your first victim would be. Ooh. You. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably true. You'd drive yourself nuts in about 72 hours. I do that anyway. Well, yeah. Tell me about it. While watching television. (laughs) (laughs) That's that deal. No, I could not just. There's no. Well, look at Sid Hartman. Yeah. Sid worked to 99 years old. He just could not stop. Yeah. And I understand that. Oh, the guy, the guy broke his hip when he was like ninety-seven. I know. And like you know, two weeks later, he's back at work. Didn't want to lose his spot. No, <laughs> That's right. you know, you know, Sid Hartman. Yeah. Andy, you remember Sid, of course. He's come to the house. Yeah. My favorite Sid story is I'm over at the M Club over there at Jack's, the second floor over there, Northeast mm-hmm. Minneapolis. The M Club would meet up there, so I. Sid goes, ah, I'm going to be a little late. Uh, save me a chair right next to you. I said, okay, not a problem, Sid. We'll take care of it. So he's more than a little late because he is Sid, <laughs> just the way it is. He gets there, and he's just, oh, my, I'm going to do this. I hit it. He's just a mess. He reaches over, grabs a bowl, starts eating his soup, right? <laughs> and he goes, ah, let me just tell you something. This soup's terrible. It's way too sweet. I said, Sid, that's uh, salad dressing. <laughs> He was eating a bowl of salad dressing. Gross. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I thought it was tomato soup, but, you know. You know, he almost got me killed <laughs> No, many times it. because any time he heard that I was doing an investigative piece involving athletes, oh. he called them all up and said, oh, yeah. don't talk to Galfan. Oh, yeah. And, you know, yeah, no, I mean, it's true. I oh, I know. I know it's true. And that, that, actually, it was thanks to him. That I can tell that that Frank Robinson story. You, know, you remember the yeah, Frank, yeah, I do. You Frank Robinson, them. you know, one of the greatest players of all time. Third and, baseman for the Baltimore Orioles. And and then he's, he I was he was managing Cleveland, and so I went up to him. Uh, yeah, I was you know, but 27 years old, fresh on the beat, and uh, I walked up to him before the game, and I said, uh, Hey, hey do, you, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? And he said, I give all my good stuff to Sid Hartman. There you go. And I said, if that's the good stuff, I'll take the shit. <laughs> Did he get it? Oh, he just shook his head like, you know, that's pretty well, where did this Mike. guy come from? <laughs> so as we have a, a professional sports writer in the room, I'm starting to get excited about the Vikings. I know. But like every Minnesotan, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. well, I, let's not get too excited yet, you know. All I can say is, 
I'll hold the ball, Charlie Brown. And yeah, you can kick yeah, it. And you can kick exactly. It. You can get excited once they're in the Super Bowl. No, not even then. No. I've seen that four times. Now. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. And there's a lot of things about sports commentary that bothers me, but I watched the the game last Sunday and they were saying that the last time the Bills had lost with a lead of 14 points after the first half was 1968. And I'm like, why is that at all relevant? It's not like we're bringing the old yeah. guys back for a rematch. Half of them are dead, right? Well, how, about, how about Dallas? I had a little bet on Dallas, right? And uh, and I, I, I bet a, bet a two-team teaser, which meant I got an extra six points, which meant all they had to do was win. Mm-hmm. So they're up by 14 at the half, and the announcer wow. says... And this is true. They are, when when up by 14 or more at the half, they are 195 and zero. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, oh, no. I'm almost ready to write the W in, right? <laughs> Which is, you don't do that right. as a gambler. Oh, <clears throat> no. It's like stepping on the foul line. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah, there you go. Done. And then, you know, uh, an hour and 10 minutes later, I was writing in the L. Oh, my mm. God. Isn't it just sad? Uh, it's crazy. Okay, let me ask you a question. This is 45 years ago, but it was like it was yesterday to me. Mm-hmm. You're in the Super Bowl. You got the ball in the two-yard line. You don't give it to Chuck Foreman. You give it to Brent McClanahan. What the hell was he thinking? <laughs> you know, it's the world needs a great Irish running back. <laughs> coaches do the, that, Brent those, might not have been Irish. Coaches do that sort of thing all the time. I know. Refrigerator Perry for the Chicago Bears. Walter Payton? No, we're not giving it to him. No. What? No. No, it's it's uh, well, like like the, the the Indianapolis Colts have a new a new coach, and uh, a guy named Jeff Saturday, who Jeff probably Saturday. should be coaching on Friday nights. Thank you. Thank you ironically. very much. Great to be here. And the guy's got no experience. It's, that it's, would be a high school ball, by the way, kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> and, and and so. He's got no experience. He's, he did once. He would, the only time he was ever a coach, it was a high school team. And, uh, and he didn't do that great there, but he was okay. But now, now all of a sudden, the, uh, the, 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 the owner of the Colts, Jeff Ursay, who's oh, really, sure. really a dick anyway. That's what I hear. Yeah. Bill and Jeff. Yes, exactly. Right. It takes after the old man. Yep. And so he decided he's going to fire the coach, and he hires this guy. I don't know. They must have been. You know, had a beer together at one uh, or sure. something. So this guy is totally incompetent, has no business coaching. He turns the team around. They have a big win in his first time. It doesn't matter who coaches. You can be totally I incompetent. All, yeah. You know, it's it's all it's all just a myth. You know, so uh, I, I don't have great respect for most coaches, but uh, especially when they. Um, Make me lose a hundred ninety-five to nothing bet. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Oh, by the way, I should mention that uh, the non-Chuck Foreman call on the two-yard line. Mm-hmm. Brent McClanahan fumbled the ball. Oh, yeah. I, I In the Super remember Bowl. That. Yeah. I'm still hyperventilating still. after forty-five years. Like, what are you doing? And uh, here's here's one of my favorite Vikings trivia questions because. All of us, well, not all of us, Andy wouldn't know. Well, it, us elderly people. <laughs> the elderly in the room. What? what? <laughs> Who is Armin Terzian? Oh, I know Armin Terzian. I know you do. Absolutely. Isn't that the uh, alter ego of Principal Skinner on The Simpsons? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I know. It's Armin Tanzarian. And what was it? What was it that instigated the throw of the bottle? 
I don't know. What was that? I all can't about? remember either. I just remember. Well, was that I... the guy that being the ref? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. well right. no, the, the, the ref was Armin Turgeon. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. And he made I think a, that was my a... first year in Minnesota. It was like 1971 way, or two. I haven't heard that name in 40 years. I think it had that. something to do with the game with Dallas, as I recall. Yeah, I playing think that's right. Dallas, right. and this guy made, made a call that everyone thought, everyone in the stands, all Vikings fans thought was bad, and somebody throws a bottle at him, and the response of, of well, my response and the response of a lot of people I knew was, you know, you, you don't throw you don't throw a bottle at a referee. It could hit an innocent person. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, that, uh, but he is part of the the Viking mythology. Well, I will tell you, they they have come out and said who actually threw that bottle, and it's somebody's name you'd recognize. Really, Sid Hartman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Sid exactly. No, actually, it might have been uh, a car dealer's son. Really? Yeah, I'll have to tell you. Not uh, anybody you work for. Well, the, the statute of limitations is long gone. I know it's not. Andrew wasn't born yet, and Paul doesn't have an arm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul's arm sucks, yeah. so it couldn't have been him. Uh, might have. Uh, I'll tell you what. All right. Yeah. yeah, That there was, of course, it wasn't proven, but I, everybody that was at the game told me was he, he, that he was the one who threw the Wow. I didn't know Danny Hecker had a kid. Danny Hecker. (laughs) If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeart. Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price, upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rob. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have 
And plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Here's something that's... Uh, we were talking about, uh, on the radio, uh, for my birthday, my wife took me to 45th Parallel, which is a distillery in uh, Hammond, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, okay. So we went over there with three other couples and had a tour. The brewmaster was, or the, the spirit master was great, tasting, had dinner, and drove home responsibly. I've never Googled this before, didn't look anything up. You know, I'm getting plastered by ads for homemade stills now. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm it, sure. Stop listening to me. <laughs> I have a question for you. I'm glad you brought that up because this just happened to me. There's a guy uh, I met, I guess, a couple months ago, and he sent me his his um, email address, mm-hmm. right? And so I had, to send, <laughs> I had to send him a message. So I typed in his email. The entire bottom of the page filled with porn site information. <laughs> wow. I'm like, huh. wow. does he go on porn so much that, that that's all that he gets? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I mean, <laughs> I, I might get five or six. Very average number. Yeah. Yeah. He has like adult friend finder is all that kind of stuff. I'm like, mm. what? Pig leg parade. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen you that never one, apparently, but... John Creasel, if you're listening, I'm sorry. We're just having fun. Who? John Creasel. Creasel. He's a good man. I know he's a great man. Oh, John's a great guy. No, I, I, you know what? I could be very honest about this. You've got, could you have two minutes with this? Uh, hang on. Let me check the schedule. <laughs> no, I, just, I think we can squeeze you in. I have never understand people who can't stay off of porn sites. What do you get out of that? I know, like, you know, two hours and then I'm done. And you're, you've had enough, uh, haven't you? It, yeah. But, I mean, it's like, okay, there's a nice-looking woman and that's a picture and she's doing some stuff. Oh, boy. <coughs> Don't you want to be part of the deal? <laughs> you're not 14 anymore, Tom. Well, that's true. No, see, I understand. You remember when the Sears catalog was exciting? Oh, with oh, the underwear. The laundry. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's 387. Ooh. The laundry. Well... But that's different. But you're right. I'm saying. But it's true. You know, I mean, all we needed was the geographic. Or even National a, Geographic. Even yeah. a strong breeze. <laughs> and, and you know, now they're all over sites like, well, I don't know, xhamster.com. Yeah, uh, sure. Well, I could go on. But. You could go on and on and on. <laughs> but make one no, up. You're right, though. I, uh, teens and young yeah, people, right. I understand. But when, once you get, like, 45, it's... it's You've been down the road a few too many times there, or what's the problem? But it is a lot easier being a parent now. Oh, because but you don't you have know. to have the sex talk. No, that's oh. true. Oh, that's very true. Well, yeah. They do that school anyway, so that's good. Honest to God, we've been rewatching Silicon Valley, and God, it's I love just that it's show. even funnier the that second time around. And it's really funny because I'm in a startup fighting for funding all the time, so it's like I didn't realize this was really the world. But Richard is at a scene with. This crazy venture capitalist guy who's just the most foul-mouthed guy in the world. And he's talking about effing another guy uh, and what this is going to be like <laughs> right in front of an elementary school as little kids hey, are walking perfect. out. Yeah, and then he starts need. ripping off all these little uh, pseudonyms for different kinds of gay people, like bears and all this sort oh, of stuff. God. The last one he does is, a, or, or maybe it's a, he's a, you're into Donald Ducks. And he goes, what? how do you know all these? He goes, well, I just, you know, I know a lot of people, and Donald Duck is a 
a guy that finds out he's gay while he's in the Navy. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? It's the weirdest It's rather stuff. specific. Okay. It's very specific, and it was I, very funny. Well, I would imagine so, yes. Yeah. I just, honestly, I, I don't get it. Have you seen Tulsa King? No. Because the reason you brought, up, brought that show up, the kid who played the guy with the glasses, and he never talks any longer. Oh, Guilfoyle. Yeah, Guilfoyle. Yeah. He's on Tulsa King, which stars Sylvester Stallone, as a mobster gets out of prison after 25 years after being set up by the mafia. Oh, cool. Gets out of prison 25. It's a comedy, though. What's it called? It's called Tulsa King. Okay, I'll have to watch that. He was also in Judd Apatow's very first show um, about the coming-of-age high school kids in the 90s. And I can't remember the name of it, but he's in there with uh, Linda Cardellini. Freaks and Geeks. My my dad would not not enjoy that. Would not enjoy what? Well, the, the association of Tulsa and comedy. Well, <laughs> my dad yeah. grew up, for those who don't know, in Tulsa, true. and he didn't find anything funny about it. <laughs> but yeah, that kid, I can't remember. What's his real name, Andy? Do you know? The guy who played Guilfoyle on, uh, on, on that show. On that show? Silicon Valley? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Martin Starr. Yeah, Martin Starr. That's exactly who it is. He is so good in it. Yeah. Because what happens is... Sylvester gets out of prison, he goes back to New York, he meets with the head of the mafia and all his, you know, minions, and they decide he can't live in New York anymore, he's going to go somewhere else. So they send him to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, okay, yeah, that that is, if you want to send someone to hell, send him to Tulsa. So he goes to Tulsa, and the first thing he does is he goes into the pot, because he doesn't realize, he's been in prison 25 years, doesn't realize pot's now legal. So he goes in things, and this is an and it's one of those businesses you run it under the, you know, under the wire. <laughs> so he goes in there and he says, "Where's your safe?" And Gilfoyle goes, "Well, I don't have a safe." He goes, "Yeah, you got a safe. Where's your safe? <laughs> it's either there, there, or it's behind that picture right there." <laughs> and of course, it is. Yeah. So he goes, he opens the safe. Gilfoyle does. Sylvester takes like stacks of money. He goes, "Okay, from now on, I'm your partner, and I get twenty percent, or I'm going to turn you over to the police." He goes. Why? Well, because you're selling drugs. He goes, pot's legal. <laughs> and he goes, what? He has no idea. Thinks he's busting up. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's very funny. You get it on the list. Tulsa remember, King. Remember when we had the wrestler Goldberg on the show? Oh, God, yes. Who's your buddy? Well, he's my cousin. Yeah. But but I had never met him. I, I had met uh, his brothers. Oh, uh, yeah? Uh, who, who actually, uh, I think... I think at least one, I think maybe two of his brothers went to the University of Minnesota. Oh, really? And one of them was a kicker for the Gophers. Oh, I remember that. Yep. I yeah. remember you and I talking about that. Yeah. So um, so I went up to introduce myself to him. I said, hey, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm your cousin. And uh, he, he said, oh, oh. I said, oh. a great personality. I said, yeah. I said, and, you know, and, and he, of course, had grown up in Tulsa. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And I, I said to him, yeah, you know, my, my dad grew up in Tulsa. He said, yeah, it's a shithole. <laughs> really a charming guy. Yeah, a lot of Well, you had him on the show. Well, I, I had nothing to do with it. Oh, you did? I thought you set that up. No, I, I, I had never met him. I didn't know anything about him. Yeah, he was on the show. And, I'm, yeah. and of course, then he was in his wrestler mode. Yes. So he was very effusive. Yeah. I mean, he was, <laughs> he was engaging, let me I, put it that I, way. I met his brother, Steve. I think Stephen was his brother. He could have been his first cousin, but I think I think he mm-hmm. was his brother. 
So um, there is a like a semi riot going on on campus, right? Huge mm -hmm. demonstration, and uh, I'm standing. You know, there's a, the crowd is gathering behind the police tape, and I'm on the I'm on the other side uh, of the police tape, and I'm just you know writing down notes, mm -hmm. and uh, and I feel this tug on my collar. Ooh. I turn around, and there's a guy who's like six five, weighs about two fifty, and I'm thinking this is it. This is it. I'm, I knew it would happen eventually. And he says, you're Gelfin, ain't you? Oh. I said, oh, yes, I am. He said, nice to meet you. I'm your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. So how did he know? Well, he, you know, he, I guess he, he knew who I was. Oh, okay. Being a, being a semi-famous college journalist. But he probably, he'd probably seen a picture of me somewhere in a family yeah, album that's or something. Yeah, probably true, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was very relieved. God, I tell you, being around all those wrestlers I used to lift weights with, Jesus, Palomino, you would hear and see things you never thought you'd hear, <laughs> hear and see again. Is there a lot of uh, roid rage going on? Well, yes, yeah. I would say there's some roid rage. And the, the amazing thing is, Every time there were about ten of us, you know, and nine of more professional wrestlers. So <laughs> every time we went into a bar, somebody'd have to come up and start a fight. Oh, yeah. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I would literally try to talk to these guys. And go, would you just shut up and go the hell away? They're going to kill you. No, I got this. I got. It's like, no, you don't have it. These guys are gigantic, for Christ's sake. I, when I worked with Greg Gagne, as you know, we, Greg's a great guy. we worked together for about five or six years. We'd get new salespeople in there and find, figure out who he was and would try him on. Why? Why would you do that? And in, Why? You, you couldn't, you'd blink and the guy would be on the back, oh, yeah. on his back. And Greg would be like, does it look fake now? <laughs> <laughs> he's a, Greg's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great storyteller, too. Oh, yeah, he's a really good story. He's got that TV show now on, on, uh, on is it on Netflix? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's part of the, it's, uh, what is it, something to do with wrestling, and it's the extraordinary world of wrestling. Or huh. something. I, I have can't to look for that. that. He's, uh, you know, it's, he's got the voice. He's really and he's, good. You know, he's quick-witted. He's, I, I just always loved him. He's just a wonderful Vern guy. Vern was a great guy, too. I met him a few times, uh... And he was starting to have memory issues, but oh, he was still yeah. living on his own. His wife yeah. had died, so he'd come into the uh, dealership fairly often. And I didn't realize how big a guy oh, Vern yeah. was because Greg is, he's maybe a couple inches shorter than me. Yeah. And, and, well, he's not built like me now, but he was then. You know, he was a relatively thin guy. Yeah, pretty he was thin a really guy. good athlete, but he wasn't mm -hmm. like, but his dad was, he, I oh, shook yeah. hands with him. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. The whole thing disappeared. Did you ever go to his house? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Did you see the statue? Uh-huh. <laughs> what was the statue? When you, when you would go to Vern Gagne's house, it was out on, like, 44th, way the hell out. And it's almost by the river, right? Well, I was talking about the one out in Mound. Oh, I thought, yeah, oh, okay, all right, well, on the it, lake, yeah. Yeah. So you walk in the front door, and there's this huge entryway and all the rest of it, and right in the middle is a statue of Vern looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so every time you come home, you see yourself looking at you. <laughs> So yeah, that would be a little weird. Did Greg inherit the warehouse of Geritol? I think he did. Gerra Speed, Geritol, the whole, all well, the Well, he inherited the rights to all the, 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 the films and stuff that he and his, yeah, he that his dad had put together. Well, that's together what they're using, I think, on this he, he, show. He spent 20 years trying to sell that stuff. I know. I'm glad he finally did find a market for it because it is kind of cool. Yeah, he and I, I, I did a couple of uh, shows with him with guys, you know, all in professional wrestlers and hockey players and all that stuff. He worked really hard. But that's, did you find that show, Andy? No. 
<laughs> I couldn't find anything. Uh, look at just look up Greg Gagne TV show probably. It's G A G N E. I tried that. Oh, you did. It didn't work. <laughs> Nothing on IMDb. So. Well, so talk. Jason, now you understand when you emailed me. So what are we going to talk about? Right, that right, it's a little hard to answer. <laughs> There's no way to answer that question. Yeah. Well, you no never know. <laughs> no question about it. A lull in the conversation. And apparently, sometimes it's nothing. <laughs> That's no, right. I just was waiting to see if you're finding anything. No. Oh, I wonder if I can get a a, a, a bottle of Jira Speed on eBay. <laughs> I would think. Because I would so. like to have one. I would think. And God. they can't all be gone. Jason, you grew up. You grew up after coming here to Italy. Did you come here? Yeah, I've been in Minnesota. Yep, my whole life. So, so did you ever watch like All Star Wrestling and all that stuff as a kid? I was really into wrestling as a kid. Like, <laughs> we all super were super into wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, wrestling myself using uh, empty pop boxes as uh, tables and, you know, slam into them. And See how wonderful. I loved re- it. Wrestle my brother when he wasn't expecting it, all the, all the normal <laughs> stuff. Yeah. up on him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Put him in that sleeper. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You won every time. <laughs> Is he older than you? Yeah. Well, that'll happen. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll definitely happen. I had no the vigor, but it. I just couldn't couldn't pull through, so... One thing we know about the sleeper hold, you shouldn't try it if you're too young or too old. No, no, I agree. I think that is, but it does work. Yeah, well, sure, there's it's People, scientifically. Yeah. yeah, it's called strangulation. That's <laughs> well, yeah, literally true. what it is. <laughs> literally a strangulation. Well, sure. Hard to argue. No doubt about it. Hey, if it was good enough for JFK, it's mm. good enough for me. Yeah, think about that. Holding did mean Marilyn's head underwater in the White House swimming pool? That was the illusion, yeah. (laughs) That was the illusion. (laughs) Wow. God, what a world. Let's shift gears and talk cars for a minute. What the? I know. It's right (laughs) in the, it's literally in the title. The show just started. (laughs) So, almost (laughs) an hour and ten minutes ago. Last time I talked to Dan about (laughs) Nissan products, it was probably early midsummer and they were anticipating the arrival of the first Nissan, actually not the first, the newest all-electric Nissan vehicle, which was supposed to come out in September, and now it's, what's the, tell, tell, tell people what it's called, what it is. And yeah, the new Aria, um, it has been pushed back almost a year now from the original date, um, but it's, it's going to be an amazing vehicle, uh, 300 miles uh, on the range. Um, Starting, I, I believe the pricing is starting around the 60s, um, all the way up to the 80s. Uh, but it's kind of a Murano size, kind of that mid-size SUV. Um, we should be getting our first one the next couple of weeks as a demo. So it'll actually be at the store for really? people to okay. come in and check out. Now, is it um, rear wheel, front wheel, or all-wheel Front drive? wheel or all-wheel drive options. So okay. you, have, you have both both available, but it's going to be amazing. Because there aren't very many electric front-wheel drive cars. As I, You know, they're either rear-wheel drive for the most part right. or all-wheel drive. And yep. us Minnesotans know that rear-wheel drive kind of sucks in the yeah, winter. It's not great. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> No, it'll be uh, it'll be fantastic once we just got. I know they're on a boat. I got an official update. They're on the way here, so okay. that's exciting. Yep. So it should be by the beginning of the hopefully, year. Hopefully, hopefully next few weeks we'll be seeing our first one. It'll be my cool. my hope. Yep. All right. Well, just give us a call when it's uh, absolutely available, and we'll start doing some fascinating radio commercials to support the <laughs> yes, launch of the vehicle. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in to Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. 
And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home listed on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. I have a question for you. This is a car selling secrets question. Okay, you can proceed. Okay. So I got a <laughs> Nissan Altima from Walzer. Yep. Every time it gets below 27 degrees, I have to put air in my tires. Yep. That's that's a Nissan problem because it really the is section a of Japan where Nissan headquarters is, it's always 72 degrees. Right, right. The reality is uh, all cars suffer from that because they have uh, very sensitive tire pressure monitoring systems. They've been in cars. There's a few different versions of them for probably the last 15 or 20 years. And it does, you know, air compresses in the wintertime. Uh, and that's just, it's what you got to do. Why didn't they have, like, decent American tires? <laughs> well, it might be American tires. See, a, a manufacturer will usually use two or three different sources of tires for every okay. vehicle. The specs are done by the engineers, but that way you don't run into... Uh, you know, supply chain issues. So if, you, if they only come with Bridgestones and for some reason the Bridgestone uh, plant gets blown up by a terrorist that the bomb uh, disposal guy can't head off, then you're screwed. But they'll come with Bridgestones and Firestones and Goodyear, so on and so forth. So that's that's not unusual at all. I was going to fill up the tires today, but I realized J-Lo's coming to get it so sure? he can do it. Yeah. <laughs> What's your opinion on uh, nitrogen? See, I'm a fan of that. Uh, oh, unfortunately, yeah, that there have been some dealers around the country that have taken advantage of selling night in a, in a uh, move to sort of artificially inflate the prices of cars, especially in the last two years. Right. Very good. I didn't even <laughs> think of that. When inventory was low, they would add, they would force uh, people to 
buy extras and you would see charges for nitrogen and tires of twelve thirteen hundred dollars and it's oh. like you know we have a machine and i think when we when people request it what do we charge them 20, 20 or 30 bucks, bucks or yeah, something like yeah. that i mean the 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 idea behind it especially in minnesota is it's valuable because nitrogen molecules are bigger than air and so they're less prone to uh leakage when temperatures change so and I think they have a nitrogen machine still in the Bloomington store. So oh, tell Jay Lo that you want the, yeah. Give me the good stuff. Let's go. Give me the yes. Give yeah, me the yeah, good yeah. stuff. So to answer your question, I think it's actually valuable in our climate. Mm-hmm. I think it's preposterous to spend thirteen hundred dollars on it. That's like come <laughs> Wait on. Wait a minute. One what? There are dealers that are charging thirteen hundred dollars for nitrogen tire fills around How the country. How much would that cost? Were you not listening to the previous minutes <laughs> no, conversation? What I'm saying, but how Mike, much it... tell us how much we Walzer charges for it. No, no, thirteen hundred dollars. Thank you very much. Is how much Thanks for listening to the it... final episode of Walzer Automotive. How much does it cost Walzer to buy it in the first place? See, we we, we buy a machine uh, that does it, and it I think the machines the are I don't know, they're four or five grand or something like that. Yeah. But they last forever. Yep. So when when customers oh, come so in and request, good. we'll charge them twenty or thirty bucks. And, Instead of thirteen hundred, yeah. <laughs> it's a good deal. How the hell do they get away with thirteen hundred? Well, they're as we'll repeat the. In case you weren't listening to the previous few minutes, so when the sh- cars were very short of inventory, dealers would just yeah. mark up the shit out of stuff. Right, I, so I was they, listening to that part. And but how do they get away with it? Because oh, there weren't enough cars to buy. Now that's changing oh, wow, pretty that's rapidly. Pretty In fact, we were talking about it before the show started. Of all the uh, the brands that Walzer carries, I think that uh, Mazda and Nissan are currently in the best position. Jeep's catching up pretty quickly, yep. too. Uh, Honda and Toyota are still quite Struggling. dramatically low. Yeah. Hyundai's kind of in the middle, but things are getting better uh, as opposed to even six months ago. Absolutely. So people don't have to wait quite as much anymore. And, you know, those commercials that you and I do together, we actually talk about this stuff. We do? Yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Well, F you, San done, Diego. We've only done about 75,000 <laughs> over the years, so, you know, it's just something you know, to think I, about. I, I get us, I'll put Pat to work. I'd love to see if he could dig up the very first commercial, live commercial you and I did back 13 years ago. That's 13 years, I bet. Yeah. Well, I, I've got a couple that I've kept over the years. One was when... Um, uh, God dang it, he's right in front of me. He just died. Um they die, they're gone as far comedian. as you're concerned. Yeah, typical. No feelings <laughs> uh, at all. No? He was the Aflac duck. I'm just having a complete oh, brain it's a Gilbert fart. Godfrey. It's yeah, Gilbert. Gilbert Godfrey. One of the greatest comics of all time. I know. And he's, I've met and him a few times, buddy. and he's really yeah. funny. So oh, I, Tom puts me on the a live spot, with, and he's got Gilbert in the studio, and Gilbert's in the middle playing Jew or not a Jew. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is yeah. going to be a good one to turn in. And, and by the way, you'll be forgetting a lot of names in the coming years. I know. It's only going to get worse. I get, <laughs> yeah, I get it that, that I'm in the prelude phase. The oh, other yeah. one that I kept was uh, when I had my wife and you do, uh, we were doing the price detective back then. This was a marketing campaign we had to expose other dealers' predatory pricing pack, uh, practices. And so I invented this sidekick that my wife played called Lacey Underall. Uh, my wife works at a church, so it even made it any more funny. And she's like, hi, Tom, we're putting the handcuffs on the competition and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, I came back, uh, and you know Donna Reisner, who is now uh, uh, Andrew's right-hand woman, she looks at me and goes, dirty pirate 
hookers. <laughs> dirty pirate hookers. That's how I knew I was onto something. Yeah, there you go. But I exactly. would like to find that very first commercial, and I'll put Pat to work to dig that up. Oh, I'm and, sure they got it. There's a pretty good chance that it completely sucked, but it would be kind of nice to listen. And it completely sucked. Well, how do you remember? You can't remember what we were talking about three I minutes ago. I never part of anything that sucks. What do they charge for nitrogen? That's not what I said. Is that how do they get away with something like that? Uh, is what I said, actually. Oh, uh, you're the best. No, you. I know. I know. <laughs> Just by no you next week. <laughs> Zero you. Okay. There you, know, you go. You know, I, I won't be here next Thursday, by what? the way. What? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I forgot. You coming in Wednesday instead? Uh, maybe. If you don't have anything going on, that I don't might know. Be fun. I didn't even. You can we'll back talk. out at the last minute. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, if it's any comfort, I knew immediately what you meant because yeah. because you know you're talking wholesale versus retail and. Yeah. See? My people know that. My people, and I'm kind of my people. Yeah. In Even a way. your people don't have 28,000% markup. Come on. <laughs> well, on a Even good day, maybe. Yeah, that's right. So, what, could I, we only got it like 10 minutes left. 10 minutes? You're actually run the show, so you take as much oh, time nice as you want. Nice try. <laughs> what do you think, as a nice Jewish boy, mm-hmm. what do you think of Chappelle? I, I think he's incredibly unfunny. And I think it's a shame that, I mean, you know what? The, How did this happen? The shelf life of a comic is generally not that long. That's, That's true. true yeah. Because they've been, you know, they've been developing this this funny material all their lives, and then they spend it. Yeah. And then yeah, it's, and true. then it's done. Why yeah. he's obsessed with transgender people, I I don't know. But doesn't he support a transgender person in his in a, on, a, on his road show? <laughs> well, I, I he had a friend. Who oh, was, is that what transgender it was and and oh. she killed herself. Oh, she did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, but but before she died, and I guess afterwards too, uh, he kind of uses her as a shield, you know. But oh, I have this. Okay. She's one of my greatest friends of all time. Okay, okay. Which doesn't really explain why he's. I do that all the time. Oh, it's like I, the, I have a friend who happens to be black. Thing. Yeah. Kind no, of thing no, 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 no. Happens have to be a Jew. <laughs> it's Mike Gelfand. Well, you better not ever turn your head. That's all. <laughs> Don't ever turn your head, pal. But, but the thing is, I mean, why, why is, why is he not even attempting to be? And he's what the thing he has that a lot of bad comics have, and, and good ones too. And he's been both in his life. Yeah, he has. Yeah. I agree. But the thing they have is they, they have this ability to say something that, and the enunciation and the pauses make it seem like it's profound. Yep. When, in, when instead oh. it's just stupid. That and, is exactly what the special that Melissa and I saw was. Yep. Up in Duluth we saw Sticks and Stones or something like that it was called, and that's all it was. It was him monologuing, and every so often he would, like, add comedic timing and then chuckle to himself. You guys just yeah. outed every liberal arts humanities professor <laughs> on the planet. That's, that's right. their one move. That's Slam move, poetry. When, when they're not drinking. That's right. That's, that's their other move. Two moves. I don't know. To me, it was basically just a bunch of opinions disguised as comedy. He did yeah. tell a couple jokes, but all of the jokes were kind of rooted in this insecurity. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I he, wish that sat. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say. So, just as an example, he says, and he says this a lot. He says, "Every man, woman, and child in this universe got here through the legs of a woman." And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about that, but sure. 
Um, <laughs> What's between those, anyway? I don't yeah, I, I don't know. But, but he says it as if he's got this incredible insight. It's profound. Yeah, yeah it's he's, he, he fancies himself a philosopher. Yeah, he where does. Where he's really he? not. I, I watched SNL Live on uh, Saturday when he, and I don't know if you know this, but uh, he did a 15-minute monologue. Now, normally the oh, monologue's yeah, like heard five minutes. And yeah. apparently SNL didn't know that he was going to do it because in oh, rehearsal really? he did a fake monologue yep. what really would have made it and funny that's happened before. is if they had a side-by-side -side shot of dave Chappelle rattling on for 15 minutes and lauren michaels <laughs> apoplectic oh. and control him because you know that he was just going oh god <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they couldn't like play him off the stage no you'd, no you'd think i guess they would i don't know give him the shepherd's crook yeah. and he did he, he open with a pretty yeah. good line he goes there's two words in the english language that you never want to say together the and Jews. Oh, yeah, and they started Jews. going after Kanye West. That and then one really he circled back. Me up. And, yeah. you know, I, like, I know. I like the movie version where it's the Jews. That's the one I like. <laughs> yeah. You know, right? But, but, you know, yeah, I mean, that's sort of funny unless you think about it. <laughs> well, and then it's not really isn't funny. Isn't that all comedy, though? Once you start a thinking it, about it, it's not right, funny. You're right, a lot funny. of it is, yeah. Question I have, and this is based on comedy. Do you think people are getting dumber by the day? No, I'd I think say by the minute. Stupid. By the minute? No, okay. it's definitely true. People, I mean, there's no question. They're getting about dumber. It. They really are. If, if you know, because just just as an example, a, a cause and effect, people don't read. No, they don't anymore. That's right. You're if right. you don't read, you're going to get dumber. Much easier to read now too. That's the other part. <laughs> it's true. You don't have to go buy a book. You have nope, to open a book. True. All you got to do is you turn know, on the screen and read. Well, only we own devices that had access to all the knowledge <laughs> in the history in of humanity. That's in Tulsa King. <laughs> oh, is it really? Because he's in prison for 25 years. They should invent this deal. We could just kind of sit down and type on your typewriter. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know there's an internet. It's, it's pretty. I think I you like it. That. It's a good TV series. It's like 10 episodes. Okay, but there's only uh, one so far. Let me ask you guys another question because we had this, you know, like we're coming up on it. Uh, and it's based on the stupidity thing. So, do you think the news media uses people's stupidity against them? I think it always has. Always has, yeah. I well, would agree. I used to think that, but now I think they just share it. You think they share it? I think, well, I mean, there's no question people, people who report the news, no matter what the medium, are, are, I mean, they, they have to be getting dumber. They are. You're right. Because the one that's bothering, and again, I'm a centrist. I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican, so I don't have a personal opinion. But when I watch the news and they talk about the Senate, it's like the, the Democrats have, uh, you know, retained the Senate and it's a great thing and blah, 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 blah. And the Republicans won the House by a razor thin margin. Well, the Democrats hold the Senate by one seat. That's also razor thin. It's also razor right. thin, but you never hear them say yep. that was razor thin. Why cover that up? I don't. Why? Well, they, I get it. They they may be they may be uh, winning the Senate by half a vote. Yeah, they could. Yeah, but, but but that's Nancy Pelosi. Not Nancy Pelosi. She's by the way stepping aside. You see that. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah she's, she's not going to She's not gonna stop running for office. She's just going to... She's just not going to be the minority leader. Yeah. Right. She doesn't want to... Pelosi, here's the headline. Pelosi won't seek to remain party leader in wake of Democrats' loss of House. So I'll close that whole political discussion with... To me, that they're both razor thin. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just are, but one does and one isn't. I, I just... It, it's always been like that, because when yeah, you I know. win... Yep. I know. And I haven't heard much of it 
because it, this race was really close for the midterms, but usually it's like, we have a mandate from the American people. Right, it's like, oh, right. wait, wait, hang on a second. There's 190 eligible voters roughly in the United States. About 80 of them vote. So yeah, there's right. 110 million that didn't vote. Yep. Of the 80, it went... 24 and three quarters percent to 25 and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a landslide or a mandate. No, no. You won well, by the hair of your chinny chin Anytime chin. someone says they have a mandate, you can bet they don't. Yeah. Well, Reagan I had a mandate. He, he went 49 and one, which well, is almost as good of the odds as you just lost to in the <laughs> Dallas game. Oh, we had, we did oh. have in Minnesota and in a lot of states, this was true. We had about a 70 percent turnout. Yeah. So Did we really a seventy percent. We usually turnout? do. We were yeah, in the really low sixties, which is high for the midterms. Oh, but. High. And and uh, who knows? We may have that again in a couple of years. I don't know. Mm, yeah, probably. I don't know. The whole thing is good. I just really wish that the politicians would grow up and stop just puking all over one another. Say, like, could you act like a human being for? And I'm talking about all of them: independents, Democrats, Republicans. They all. They're to me, every one of them is disgusting. I don't get it. Well, you know, we could we could go a long ways if we just uh, had had a had a rule that that the uh, the con- congressional the Congress as a whole, uh, all the men at least, would have to have pockets about a quarter of the size they have. Yeah, now. well, you got that right, Pally. That's exactly the point. And isn't women it? with purses or well, some <laughs> some with pockets, same thing, you know. But that's the problem, and that's... It is the problem. That's just disgusting. Well, but then they just, uh, they say, oh, you didn't include fanny packs in that, so... <laughs> right. right. When you ban those... And and fanny go, packs oh, are back! Well, you didn't include coin purses, so... But, but this is, there's this fallacy about what what people want, what what they, yeah. what Americans as a whole I want. Agree. And you would think, just listening to people in Congress, you would think maybe this isn't so so much true, but it is. People want, they don't want money in politics i agree they don't want the supreme court basically at all you know the supreme court basically pulled off a bloodless coup and uh and now those of us who uh are not true believers uh pay the price but they don't want that they don't they don't know it's all about making money mike people do not believe that corporations are people and that and that money is, is speech they don't believe that but you know you would never know it Listening to the debates. Uh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. because money is speech, and we don't have any. It's, it's exactly right. Well, it's because you didn't know the guy from FTX. That's why you don't have any <laughs> exactly. money. What How many billions did he give to the... How many billions of dollars? To politicians, yep. And it, all of it was fake. All of it. Now, they're going to have to give that back, are they not? I assume. I'd imagine. I don't to know. The I don't know exactly what the crime was. I don't know if it was embezzlement or if it was a Ponzi scheme or what. I mean, they might even charge people like Tom Brady with a crime. Did you see that? Well, he cost me some money. The other- oh, I'm sorry, you're talking about something else. <laughs> That's a different deal. I honest to God, I just wish we could. Could you just do your job? You got elected. Get off your no, ass. No, they they don't do their job. No, they don't. They don't work for the people. They work nope. for themselves to make even more money. And the corporations and the churches and yeah, it goes on right. and on. And the people, Americans don't want that. But somehow that's what we wind up having. It is all leadership, too. One of my favorite blues musicians, he's passed away, sadly, a guy named Albert Collins. He called him the Iceman. He's a great guitar player, but he's a pretty funny guy. And he had a song, and the chorus was, I don't care what the people's thinking. I ain't drunk. I've just been drinking. There you go, baby. (laughs) I love that. Oh, he's great. 
All right, Pally, another great show. It was I a great thought. show. Wonderful, wonderful. Jason, are you going to come back sometime? You're going to go, I knew what I get myself into. <laughs> I'm never coming back there. Thanks very much. We will not have a Thanksgiving nope. episode next week. Uh, I'm trying to get uh, Paulie Walnuts in for the following one because uh, that's be our, our, our lunch with the uh, Walzer Boys. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. right after two weeks from yep, today. So. Two weeks from today. We'll see. He's been out of touch doing some, you know. Rich guy stuff. <laughs> Rich guy stuff. Yeah, you know. Does it always have the word Yellowstone in front of it? That or oiling his <laughs> croquet mallet. Whatever they do, I don't know. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. That's it, everybody. Thank you very much. Tune in in two weeks.